Previously on The Crown, we witnessed the historic rise of Mohammed Al-Fayed, whose obsession with the royal family helped fuel his rise from being a Coca-Cola salesman on the streets of Egypt to owning the Ritz, Harrods, and producing films like Chariots of Fire with his son Dodi, who caught the eye of Princess Diana, or rather, she caught his eye. Now let's see if any of that plays into the crown this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. We don't get pool again. And we are back once again. Season 5, Episode 4 of The Crown. Corey, what's going on? Not much. How about you, Dave? I gotta say the same. It's been uh, on the come down from Walt Disney World last week, or coming back from it. So just sort mm-hmm. of settling into life, not that exciting of a week. But, you know. Just back in life. Back in life. <laughs> after a holiday vacation. Season. Oh yeah, holiday season, exactly. Uh, any Any but. news on the front? I feel like there's not too much to talk about right now. Well, uh, you know, we watch Poldark, and the star of that, Aiden Turner, he has a new TV show uh, called The Suspect. Uh, I guess it aired on ITV, uh, but there's an article saying it's airing somewhere else. I don't know. I didn't realize it was already out there, this TV show, with uh, with Aiden Turner, though. But it's where he grew his beard out that we saw recently. Okay, and you, so some context. Yeah, I guess it debuted in August, so I don't know why this article says it's coming out today, but uh, one review said the dialogue is far too flimsy to effectively gloss over anything. Plot holes fall out of the characters' mouths with a clang, but doesn't make it to be being strangely compelling. (laughs) Great news week when we're just trashing our boy Aiden unintentionally. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why this article says it starts tonight. Maybe it's a different country in which it's starting. Yeah, maybe it's... the Dubliner? What? I don't know. Yeah. Who Google knows? just feeds me these articles. Uh, the only other thing that really came out this week uh, is that Harry and Meghan starts soon on Netflix. Uh-huh. Uh, and the royal sources uh, are saying that the crown is more authentic than Harry and Meghan will be, which is, you know, a documentary on Harry and Meghan that they've made. This is just the word that they're circling. This isn't the Daily Beast. It looks like it's going to be significantly less authentic than the crown. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, the the Daily Daily Mail identified today a minor, was it, in one, in one clip from the new trailer, a group of photographers is seen charging toward a building, which Daily Mail identified today as a minor court in the London suburb of Crawley. The Mail said the footage was shot when a former glamour model, Katie Price, appeared there on a drunk driving charge. Perhaps even more bizarrely, another clip, which shows photographers storming a car as Megan says, I realize they're never going to protect you, is actually footage of the media filming Michael Cohen, Donald Trump's uh, former lawyer. The respected royal uh, correspondent Robert Johnson responded to a still used in the trailer showing a photographer taking a picture of the couple. This photograph used by Netflix and Harry and Meghan to suggest, suggest intrusion by the police by the press is a complete travesty. It was taken from an accredited pool at Archbishop, uh, Archbishop Tutu's residence in Cape Town. Only three people were in the accredited, accredited position. H&M agreed to the position. I was there. Uh, and then they just go on to kind of discredit a lot of the footage that seems to have been distributed so far about the show i'm thinking dave this may be uh something we should maybe tune into volume one debuts tomorrow and then the week after is volume two sure maybe there's well, something, we'll, something we'll do that on patreon about. yeah watch all the volumes we'll how see many, how long the volumes yeah, are how many are they gonna be well if it's like this this season of the, the crown it'll be light viewing 
Especially if it's even less true than the crown, it'll be really breezy then. We can just go yeah, right just pay, through. Once B-roll is on the screen, just assume it's for one of Trump's lawyers or something like that and tune out. Exactly. Uh, I am curious, though, because it is going to dominate the headlines, I think, in the next few days, honestly, this show. People are excited. They are curious. Sure. <laughs> I guess I'm curious, too. I really have, you know, I don't know much about that them, you know, the, the young royals. Yeah. You know what's crazy, though, is just, like, people are going to watch this show on Netflix, Harry and Meghan, and then it's just going to suggest the viewers to watch The Crown. So they're going to have this heavily edited, uh, you know, perspective of Harry and Meghan on royalty, and then they're going to be literally spoon-fed even more fiction <laughs> about The Crown. It's really going to skew perspectives on royalty. Not to say that the royalty doesn't deserve it or anything, but uh, just... And, and The know, Crown does its stuff. fair share of, of, of you know... Worshipping royalty. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the crown booking of the royalty is not too different from, if people watch WWE, the big show, where one week they may be the heel, one week they may be the face. They kind of flip-flop, depending on what That's they need to That's a good analogy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Bart Simpson. Like, some episodes he's he's one of the coolest kids in town, and some he's getting picked on by by Nelson. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. and then some he's, he's a menace. Yeah. Uh, that's the royalty for you. Yeah, and let's let's start talking about them. Yeah, the name of this uh, this week's episode, Dave. Do you know the name of this week's episode? A horrible anus. That that is not it. <laughs> uh, it is hor. Um, how do you say this? I don't. I don't want to mess it up. Anus horribilis. Oh, was close. <laughs> <laughs> not horrible anus. No. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, the queen is skateboarding and she's up to bad news around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, red baseball cap on and everything. No, that's not that's not, that's that's the Simpsons. But she is uh, she's wiping her nose. She's at a funeral. Well, we think she's at a funeral, or is she at a funeral? I was confused by this beginning. Yeah, she's in the car and then she's going to make this speech thing. That is the whole crux mm-hmm. of the episode. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if there was a funeral and then she goes to make the speech, or she's just in the yeah, car. It's on the way not to the a funeral. Speech. It's definitely not a funeral. Now, now yeah. that I think about it, they're literally a, just teeing up what came later in the episode. Yeah, it's a, it's a very dark green blouse she's wearing, which is in the car. It looks black. Yeah, and she's crying. So, uh, right. That's why I just assumed, I guess, that it was a a funeral. And this is why you come to us, folks, because we feed you all the wrong facts. Anyways, though, she does start off by talking about how it's been a a, a turbulent twelve months. It's a stark admission of failure and asking for forgiveness. Uh, that's just that going on. But there's a lot going on in this episode that contributes to that, that speech that she gives. Mm-hmm. Where, where do we want to start? Uh, I mean, I feel like Margaret is the meat and everything else is around it. It's not a huge deal. Like, we don't spend much time with Charles, but... Well, let's just work our way up with the food chain with the children. So Okay, Andrew. Prince... Prince Andrew. <laughs> this this is the first real screen time we get with this this guy. Aside from um, them talking about how he was like he really likes those young girls at school yeah. last season. Uh but he he's complaining to mommy. Uh because his, his wife there's there's photos that's about to come out soon. Mhm. from uh from her in Santa Fe uh with a man sucking on Sarah's toes. His his wife's right. toes. The Duchess, uh, Duchess of York, isn't it right? Yeah, with a guy named Whitworth. 
Ozzy Whitworth. <laughs> I, no, and that's only for people who listen to us talk about Poldark. There was a man who just had a habit for sucking toes on the show of Poldark. So if you're into that, there's a show for you. Yeah, um, this one y- little y- brief scene titillated you. You're like, ooh. <laughs> well, they have a, that in spades on Poldark. Uh, yeah, they only give you a taste of that here um, with like a one like grainy photo of it. One, one toe. Just one toe. Um, but it sounded like she was already stepping out on him with a guy named Steve. He was a decent bloke, but that's not over anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's, not, that's not happening anymore. Uh, she, she's going on with this guy, and he's saying, Mommy, I need a divorce. I got to get out of this. It's the only way out. And, I mean, the Queen's reaction is just like, she doesn't know what to say. This, this, this guy's sucking her toes. What do you say to that? Mm-hmm. So she's kind of okay with them getting a divorce. It's not like he's going to be king. Thank God. Yeah. That's fine. Then Elizabeth. Or not Elizabeth. Anne. Yep. Anne's saying she's, she's, she's still fooling around with Tim. Uh-huh. And she's going to divorce her husband and marry Tim. Right. And, and she's already been on the rocks with her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd already separated. Yeah, and I think uh, they're already divorced. Because they're on their way to getting very close to getting divorced. Yeah, and Elizabeth claims that it's un, uh, unconstitutional or whatever, un- sacrilegious to remarry while your husband is still alive. Yeah, and and Anne is like, "Who cares? I'm yeah, going to do, do what I want." <laughs> uh, and almost to make a point of it, she she makes out with her husband or not husband, her boyfriend. On the lawn, her boy outside toy, the yeah. house, yeah, gives him a quick peck. This guy, uh, Tim, wearing quite the wig. Yeah, he reminds me of uh, what's the guy from uh, Veep, the awkward guy. Well, there, I mean, there's a few awkward characters on there, but like the the tall one. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jonah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's a little Jonah-ish. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't do much, but he does look like a, a loser. I'd say. Yeah, he's at the aquary or whatever the phrase, the position is, which will come come into play later. Yep, Princess Anne. She really can pick winners. Uh, and then, of course, we got Prince Charles. Yep. He sees a signage of Princess Diana around town with her, her the book. tell-all book out there. And he's complaining to his mom. He's like, they call me Prince Harming now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's like, I, they try to see both sides of the marriage. And separation, he thinks, is the, is the only way out. Yeah, Try yeah. And Elizabeth basically tells him, like, unlike your siblings, you're in line. This right. is all going to mean something to you. And uh, I believe she says married is a requirement. Happily married is a preference. So on point. <laughs> I hope Elizabeth in real life was as sharp as that <laughs> to, to tell him that. Um, but, I mean, he's been trying for 11 years. And if you're miserable, what are you, what are you going to do? Which is just wild. They're just not meant for each other. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he's... Uh, he, he really... It weighs heavily on her, more so than her siblings, because he is directly in line. So much so that she goes to talk to the archbishop about this. 
And the only advice he has is just like, pray. We can just pray for them. He's like, look, you're closer to God than I am. So, so maybe your maybe, word your word means more. <laughs> but um, and this he, is, he even, continue. He, he even he even shares that his children are separated and divorced. And he's like, I mean, it works for them, not for you. Sorry, Elizabeth. We just gotta pray. <laughs> yeah, and Elizabeth is like, how come they basically have like a boomer, okay, boomer moment, but it's more like okay, greatest generation moment where they're like, what happened to these kids? They're so soft getting divorces being concerned yeah. about their own happiness it was definitely the trend of the 80s and 90s you know parents getting divorced for the first time mm-hmm. uh, where they realized oh you don't have to be locked into this thing for life oh wow <laughs> um but the queen takes this hard i mean this is almost of a reflection on her and her, her parenting potentially because they're all failing at their marriages mm-hmm. and uh yeah, this is this is contributing to it being a rough year for her, which is kind of funny. Like, a horrible, and and you, what? That's What'd the name say? of the title. It's horrible year. Oh, huh. yeah, honest hor- horribleus. Yeah, that's what it, that's what she says. <laughs> you said anu, okay? Yeah, well, I mean, it's another language. You don't pronounce the it's a silent s. Oh, she said that in the episode. I guess she does. Yeah, when she's making the speech, I was like, "Oh, she said horrible anus." Horrible. Oh man, I got I got to listen again more closely. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> I don't think the listeners are terrible. I just heard one. The I heard one. I want to hurt here, you know. Uh, but I think that that but, builds us up to the the heavy the A line here. Princess Margaret. Princess Margaret. She's doing a. She's a guest DJ on the radio playing some. Mm-hmm. Some movements that she likes, and we see a see a man silhouette listening. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "Is that Timothy Dalton?" I wasn't quite sure. And sure enough, that is definitely Timothy Dalton. <laughs> mm-hmm. They got Bond. They got James Bond. It is wild. He looks great for his age. He's seventy-five. He looks great. Oh yeah, he looks fantastic. Dude, his broad shoulder looked like he could run through a wall. Um, That's but just yeah, not I mean, Timothy she, Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> but she's on the radio talking about how death has informed every decision she made. While she's, you know, she's also hacking up a lung now because she's been, you know, she never stopped smoking. Yeah, I thought this was going to be the end of Margaret this episode because the way they focused on her coughing. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got very, a little bit more time with her. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I like I really don't know the full story on that, so mm-hmm. I really didn't but know. She she received a letter though. She received a letter. I'm gonna come to town. I'm gonna be in London. You may know me as Peter Townsend. Remember I'm back, me, baby. <laughs> Season one. It's been a while. I had to remind myself which which guy is this. Uh, and yes, it is the guy who was um. He was the military man. They didn't let them be married. Yeah, her first uh, love. Clear, you know. Yep. Not to be confused with Pete Townsend of the Who is Peter Townsend. Mm-hmm. And and if we recall correctly, that they were given all these parameters and they kept moving the goal line until right. ultimately Elizabeth said, "I you can't do it. Like, it just can't happen." Right, because they said like wait two years and you can get married, and then like the time passed, and they still couldn't get married. <laughs> 
And suddenly it's 35 years since she had heard from him. Yeah. And she, he was, so the story was he was married. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't marry a divorcee. Right. That's so this what it was. was. 35 years ago. And he was much older than her, too, at the time. Yeah, well, still. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he writes her a letter, and he's going to be at this ball that she's going to go to. They end up dancing together. She's trying to avoid him, but he he's like... Well, every hey, time we, you we... see them together, it's this, uh, this moment of, of knowing, but it doesn't yeah. really get followed up on. Until they start dancing. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, I mean, because, you know, from there in between, they flash back to Vanessa Kirby and mm-hmm. the guy who played Pete Townsend. I see a lot more of this uh, Margaret in in, uh, in this actress than, than the Helena Bonham, than Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. I think they're, they're, they just look more, she looks more similar to, to Vanessa Kirby. Uh, that is uh, Leslie Manville. And well, they get to the point where there's the the song playing, and and she says, "Oh, this is usually my time to leave." And then we see James Bond is like, "I think this is our time to get the party started." Right, right. And, that's where they pick up. And then we like smash cut to the moment where she's got one of the officers' hats on. She's smoking a cigarette, drinking, singing. This is the Margaret that we all know and love. Likes to have a good time. And. Yeah, this is where I definitely saw this Margaret, this Vanessa Kirby, more so than Helena Bonham Carter. Even in her episode where she met the president of the United States and like brokered all those deals with him. Right, because Helena Bonham Carter as Princess Margaret still seemed to me as Helena Bonham Carter. We've we've seen her like drink and smoke in like Fight Club and a bunch of other movies, so it mm-hmm. just seemed like she was a variation on herself. Whereas like it's easier to separate the actress and the the person here. I think. Less familiarity. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he takes her for a walk the next day. And uh, Peter Townsend lets her know, you know, he's ill. He doesn't have, he's not long for this world. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to reach out one more time and see like if there was a, a shot of, you know. One, one last, one more opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Make up for some lost time. Yeah. And I mean, also, he and, and like sort of the only sort of plot through line to the last episode, he wants to give her all of the letters that she wrote him because sort of like with uh, what happened with the uh, the bit the Archduke or whatever you know Uncle Dicky or Uncle Dave last week, mm-hmm. where where Muhammad Al Fayed wound up with all this <laughs> dirt in a drawer. Yeah. Peter Townsend's like, I want to give this to you so it does not become. An issue. All these things that we saw, they're coming back to, to roost there. <laughs> it's like, we got to hide these letters somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that's pretty much it for Margaret until this, this uh, the Windsor uh, Castle catches fire. Yeah. The, yeah, their first home, is it's ablaze. This was like in all the trailers for the season of like a castle burning. Uh. The fire is burning on the dance floor there for sure. It is it is erupting. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we see like Elizabeth manages to get get there and front row seats. Oh, she's, t- she's talking to Philip and it's like, "Hey, did we manage to save this piece of art?" And they're like, "Yep." What about this piece of art? Yep. 
What yep. about this piece of art? Yep, save that one. So did did any pets survive? No. <laughs> that, but what about the what about the Van Gogh? Oh, that made it out. Yeah, no, they did manage to recover a lot of the art. It sounds like in, in real life. Um, I just but it love is that funny, that's though. what that's what these artists are commit or not artists. This is what these uh, military members are 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 tasked with, like go into the blaze yeah. and save the save the Van Gogh. Right. <laughs> Uh, it's wild that she's just right there on the front lines watching the thing burn. Um, she did visit it. I don't know if she was there when it was like blazing, but uh, let's say it burned I, for I, like a full day. Yeah, which is which I think is what what happened. And I think they're taking a little bit of some liberties there, where she's just standing in the ashes by herself. Like, do you think they let the queen wander that far into like this abandoned area that's burned down by herself? I don't know. Uh, I mean, if this th- that could be like twenty four hours later when she's in the ash, oh yeah obviously because it's not on fire, but yeah, and Phil is there. To, to Very well her. shot that sequence. I thought of her in the the sort of contrast of her in this sort of char. Oh yeah, no, it looked visually amazing, and like it's almost fortuitous for for the, the writers of the Crown that all of these events like coalesced around the same time because it, it, that is very much true that like, you know, these kids are getting divorced and then this house caught fire and it really is, you know, representative of what's going on with, with the crown. It felt like things were burning down there. All this, mm-hmm. all this time they spent trying to preserve the, the way of how things were supposed to be. And here everyone was like taking their liberties to, to, you know, follow their hearts to wherever they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, man. And so, you know, Elizabeth is talking to to Margaret <laughs> about uh, you know what was it? She's talking about like oh man, that the, the house caught fire because it was one of those like um, one of the lights uh, flickered out like and it lit up like a tinderbox. Uh huh. And Margaret's like, well, we can think of it like an Agatha Christie mystery, you know, um, multiple suspects. It, it may have been the, the neighbor. It may have been uh, Andrew. It may have been me. And why would it have been her, Dave? Elizabeth, yeah, she said, you know, your your daughter is about to shack up publicly with this assistant, this sort of lesser than who's married and going through a divorce. Also, she's going through a divorce and you have no control over it. You're just letting it happen. Mm-hmm. And your other son is going through this huge thing. He's probably going to wind up divorced. Your other son already is divorced. And me, all I wanted to do was be with this guy that I loved, and you did not let that happen. And Elizabeth is kind of like, oh, he wasn't your real first love. And, and Princess Margaret's like, yeah, that man was my real first love. Like, don't you tell me about my heart. Yeah. Uh, I thought the scene almost puts a little bit too fine a point on the thing I was, you're already kind of, I felt I was already putting together. Like, you know, what Princess Margaret was going through was reflected, like, you know, the way it parallels the other children, like you can already see like, Oh man, she got the raw deal. So like, this is very much like telling you exactly what they're trying to present here. But to her credit, Leslie Manville acts the hell out of it. She's so good in the scene. Yeah. And Amelda Staunton plays like someone who just got punched in the face. Like she is absolutely floored by her sister, sort of laying this out like, Oh no, no, you did this. And she says, that was me doing it as the queen. That wasn't me doing it as your sister. And it's like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but that does nothing to help uh, Elizabeth's mood. She's in a she's in a bad place. 
No. Oh, yeah. She, she's uh, no turning around from this one. No. Uh, but it is her 40th anniversary, uh, you know, since becoming queen. Mm-hmm. And so she has to give a speech. Her mom's not a fan of the speech. No. She, she, she's telling her, like, why would you say this? Like, do you want the people to think you're depressed? Yeah, she, her mom is laying in. The queen mother is very much not a fan of this. And then the, 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 the word the word is circulating that she's going to say, a new horribless. <laughs> it's like, yo, yo, you got you can't put that in there. People are going to name a Netflix episode off of that. Well, well, initially she was going to say horrible anus, and they said, no, you can't say that. Then she yeah, said anus horribless, and they're like, no, you got to say it correctly. And then it became uh, anu horribless. There we go. There we go. <laughs> okay, prin- you can say that. Prince Philip comes busting in. And he's like, you need to back off. This is the Queen of England you're talking to right here, lady. And mm-hmm. you, this, this isn't, you know, the, the weight on her shoulders is unbearable. And and is it, Elizabeth is like, you've been my supporter since day one, unconditionally. And Philip yep. is like, yes, indeed. And the Queen Mother's like, have you now, though? <laughs> really? You on your and boat even- with Mike? Yeah, but the Elizabeth, she stands up for Phil. She, she's like, he's done stuff you couldn't even imagine. He's been there for me. Yeah. He's my boy. And Queen Mother's uh, like, all right, fine. Yeah, just, she's just kind of left, like, jaw agape. Like, all right, well, anyways. Uh, so we, we get to the speech. And, you know, you, you, they're kind of t- playing with some drama. Like, will she go through with the speech? Because, you know... It may incur some attacks from people. They may not like it, but she she uh she goes forward. You know she she says it's the worst year of her reign and and also her life. Oh, was the people an apology? You know. She humanizes herself. Yeah, she's calling out her family for all for all their sacrifices they've made, and that's been horribly hard on them and everyone. Do better. That's the job. That's it. That's it. That's all. Yep. Well, uh, Mar- Margaret says, "Why don't you come over for lunch tomorrow and get a little tipsy, huh? Let's yeah. get a little tipsy. Let's do it." Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Queen Elizabeth says, "No, I, I I got places to visit. One, two, three, to the four. I can't do it." Mm-hmm. We got a lot on the docket this week, this day. Yep. So Princess Margaret's going to get sloshed on her own. Surprise, surprise. Is what it is. And that is that week, uh, this week on The Crown, and in a record, I'd say 15 to 20 minutes, we've covered all of it. This season. You know, it's funny because all the critics are like, there's not, nothing there. And I can see if you binge mm-hmm. this, being like really put off by how simple this is. But on a week yeah. to week, this is fun. Yeah. No, it's very easily easy and digestible. In, in some ways, it feels a little bit more of the Netflix system in which it kind of is very more much more consumable. Like you pop one in, okay, that was only 45 minutes or you know upwards of 50. Let's put on the next one. Whereas the old crown was much more aligned with the, what we were familiar with as prestige TV. Yeah, where it's like, it's got to be an hour. It's got to be very much more staid and complicated and everything. They're very mm-hmm. much, I feel like, they're simplifying a little bit of the themes this year <laughs> to be very straightforward. Which is fine by me. Yeah. Well, I think also, too, they may have had just, you know, with more time and space from from the history 
you know, to, to let it breathe and, and maybe bring in more perspective and context. Whereas here, it's like we've all kind of, a lot of people have lived through this. So mm-hmm. how much more dramatic can you take this without people being like, okay, this is not at all <laughs> how it happened, you know? Yeah. But it's working. It's working for me. It is wor- it's working for me. I'm a big fan. And honestly, if this means that the show, like, because the critics were a little bit harsher this year on the show, if this means it's not going to be getting awards, that's fine. A lot of these prestige TV shows are a little bit overrated to begin with. It's still oh, a the crown, fun, the crown good is show. absolutely overrated relative to some of the other really good stuff on TV, other good shows. Absolutely. You're telling me, I mean, was it when Down Abbey was going off the air, it, like the Crown's debuted around the same time? I'd rather watch Down Abbey season six nine times out of ten than the Crown because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not to say that the Crown's bad, but like prestige it's TV doesn't breed. necessarily mean. Yeah, exactly. It, it's bred for awards. So what if it, if it's a little bit weaker? It's a little bit more fun this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at, at least. No, yeah. Preach. Yeah. So we got power rankings. We do. Who or what is going down, Dave, at number three? Uh, going down at number three, I got I got Peter. Really? Okay. Peter Townsend. You know, things. This is a last ditch effort, and I feel like. The difference between Peter Townsend and Margaret is just the lifestyle. You know, clearly both of them were in sure. love with each other and had a life that they wanted to have. When they were forced to split up, Margaret still got to be the princess, still got to find love with this other guy, effort, whatever her, um, you know, Matthew Good, mm-hmm. uh, and all that fun stuff. Whereas Townsend has just been towned, you know? Yeah. When he comes back, this seems like a highlight of his life to be back in the the presence of Princess Margaret. Whereas for Margaret, it's sort of a catharsis, uh, some sort of closing of a chapter that she didn't actually get to close. So mm-hmm. tough luck for Townsend. I mean, and, and he's not doing well health wise. That's true. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, number three, I got the Windsor Castle. The thing caught I, on fire. I, literally, man. right before we started recording. Crossed out the castle and put in Townsend because I said I gotta uh, go with him. There's, he had a rough week, but it, I mean Windsor Castle's burning. It was on fire for a while, and that's Nell. Someone got fired. It's huge. A couple people yeah. got the electrician got fired. He's kicked out of the <laughs> union too. That is definitely possible. Uh, so that one I thought was just a yeah had to had to put had to put it there. But who's number two for you going down, Dave? I got Queen Elizabeth herself. Okay. She said it was a horrible anus. Horrible mm-hmm. year. Because she's the puppet master of all these broken puppets. That's fair. And it's not going her way. And Margaret, you know, they talk about getting tipsy and reminiscing about the past. You got Margaret in a bad mood. And she she, lays she lets you know that you ruined her past. That's fair. So as much as you want to say that she's your support structure, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at number two, I got Prince Andrew. This dude has got his wife running around on him with two different men, getting her toes sucked. And what is this guy doing? In the meantime, we didn't know he's a predator. We don't, we don't even have to see it on the crown, so he's going down. <laughs> Anytime well, Prince I mean, Andrew shows up in a big way, unless he's going Unless he down. gets a, a B plot, I'm not honoring that. Perfect. Okay, don't acknowledge him. Okay. Correct. Well, who's number number one going down for you? I got Prince Charles because Elizabeth is the, like I said, she's a puppet master. But the puppet master's not getting their feet dirty on the ground. 
mm-hmm. Charles is coming to her after last season. Charles came to her and was like, "I need to get out of this," and she said no. And this is the point in this episode where she he says, "I need to get out of this." It's been eleven years. He's driving around Main Street in London or whatever town this is where they got the ads, and he sees a picture of his wife disparaging him on a billboard. Like mm-hmm. this guy's life, and granted, he's no angel, he's no saint. But his whole world is being flipped upside down. His mom is telling him, you got to put up with it. And then I'm going to go talk to the priest about it. That's how much this is going to weigh on my mind, son. Yeah. Well, they're not divorced yet. I'll wait until they're actually divorced to say it's. it's I'm going to put him on the positive side when he gets divorced. He's going to be happy. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think they actually paid to have a billboard of Diana up there? Or did they CG that? For in? that book? Oh, yeah. and, and no. I don't think they put no. the Bicky in and the big time. Imagine how tripped up people would have been to see that up there. Like, huh? She's got a new book out, what Diane. What year is this? <laughs> for for real. Um, well, for the same reasons you had was Elizabeth going down. She's number one for me. Her house mm-hmm. caught on fire. Her children are getting divorced. She called it a horrible year. Uh, she's in a bad mood. Yeah, sure. She can't even, she can't even get tipsy with her sister. Yeah, she got to go open hates a her. library or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And that's the thing is like she only has Phil to stand up for, and like Phil's good. We all love Phil, but you don't want Phil to be the only person standing up for you. Like, come on, you gotta have some more support than that. Yeah, and Phil's kind of full of it too because he he definitely cheated on her. Absolutely. So, well, cheat on her within the context or the universe of the crown. Hey, yeah, that would be amazing if that was the reveal of Harry and Meghan. It's part of the extended crown universe. Yeah, they're like, I mean, Meghan can act. Yeah, let's do it. Well, who do you got going up? Well, number three, she's getting married and you can't do anything about it. It's Princess Anne. I got Princess Anne, too. That's a good a good week for Princess Anne. Yeah. She's, she's like, like, sorry, the mommy. Queen. Bye. I'm going to snog this boy outside of your home. This and boy with a terrible wig. too. He's not. He's not. But she's happy. So good for her. Sure. Uh, at number two going up, I got Princess Margaret. Okay. She's, uh, you know, she's reconnecting with her former flame. And she's kind of, I think, reminding herself of herself. It is so good to see, you know, Vanessa Kirby on the show again. It's obviously, I think, old footage that they're showing in. It's not like they shot No, they, did, new, they didn't think. pay to get Kirby back. No, she's probably got to be expensive. But, like, and it reminds you as a viewer, too, like, man, she was really vivacious and stuff and had, you know, character. And it's just nice to see her cut loose a little bit again with Peter Townsend mm-hmm. and just maybe have some fleeting good moments with him. Okay. Well, I got I got uh, I got Prince Philip at number two because this I think that his little promo cut on his mother-in-law, sure. You know who likes their mother-in-law? You know he, he's who does? out there saying this is my wife. You're not going to stop her from talking about how crummy a year she had. It's a scene-stealing moment. I think Jonathan Price brings a lot of gravity to the situation and yeah. proves you know. I think he, he's the proof in the pudding that like enduring. Is is a key to strength, you know? Just yeah. de- endure the hard times, fight through them, and you'll get there. Come I mean, I don't through. think any of his kids are going to do that, but it's what he nope. he thinks. So, you know, he's a one scene killer right here, and there's not too many characters sure. on the upside here. Yeah. Well, going up all the way from number one for me, it's Peter Townsend. It's a dead yeah, man I mean, walking. This guy. I mean, it's just a credit that they upgraded them to Timothy Dalton. <laughs> the guy became Timothy Dalton. He became James Bond. 
he's a, he's a tall drink of water now, and, and he's so charismatic. Like this guy should have been, he should have been Peter Townsend when he was younger. Just keep, just had Timothy Dalton the whole time. This is great. This is a huge upgrade for Peter Townsend. It, it'll make people remember him more than just like that guy from season one. Oh, you mean Timothy Dalton? Oh, you cast him. Yeah, that's a you huge can, upgrade. You put it's a, going you put up. A, you you stunt casted this guy. <laughs> you know what's going to happen is he's going to pass away on the show. And they're going to show the grave, and then a hand is going to jump right through the ground. But they and already, after the like, credits started rolling, they, they showed that he passed away like a couple years right. later. Well, just wait till next week. He's coming back out of the ground. Timothy Dalton's on Tony. It's going to be Kevin Nash playing him next week. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it going. Peter Townsend's not going away. That's so funny. Like, I forgot that he passed away <laughs> at the end of the episode. Because I was just watching something else where they flashed, like, so and so died. And it's like, it's such a strange thing to end episode on like that. It's like, I think that's oh, okay. their way of saying we're not we're not touching this again. <laughs> we only had enough budget for one episode for for Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Dalton's craft services bill was out of control. We didn't <laughs> we bring him back it. for a second week. Yeah. Well, well Dave, number who one's going a, down or going up. Going I got up. Margaret. Okay. She got a groove back. She's she's yeah. got a little cough. This is Robert in season six of Downton Abbey. You know, something something's coming. Mm-hmm. But. I think the smash cut of her, like, I want to leave this party to her being blitzed, smoking a cigarette, drinking, having fun was like enough right there. And then the way she cuts down her sister saying like, you screwed me, you did it. And you try to hide, hide behind it, but you did it. And I know it. So don't mess with me. She owned it. It was a good week for her. Absolutely. Uh, Oh, always like a good Margaret showcase. This, this season has been, all over the map though and trying to like juggle in the characters like I mean we finally got back to the queen a little bit this week you know but you can see the show's buckling a little bit under the pressure of like we have all these children now we have to address mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and then the Elizabeth and, and I mean um, the Diana uh, and Phil of it all like it's just it's a lot for the show to take on and again the episodes are shorter they're trying their best but hey keep it simple yeah I'm enjoying it so I don't care <laughs> yeah and now, in terms of what actually happened this week, let's hear um, nothing. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, it's specifically the speech. They just completely rewrote it for the show to be a little bit more pointed to the uh, what what's been transpiring. She did say it was a horrible year, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't so much of like you know her speaking about her family and apologizing and all that stuff. Uh, it was more just like tacitly understood. Like the she gave the speech matter of days actually after her, the castle had started burning, so it was, it was pretty close together. Uh, but and she never outright she, says any of those things in this episode. It's all sort of heavily implied. So yeah, she's not like but, my daughter-in-law is really screwing me wink. over. Yeah, and she also is not responsible for coming up with saying uh, a new horribleist. Uh, that actually came from uh, one of her uh, helpers who suggested it to her. Fellows? Fellows? Uh, yeah. John Major? Yeah, well, no, John Major just sitting there this week. I forget. <laughs> right. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, we oh, we did see, uh, what's his, yeah, um, the Prime Minister. It's just, yeah, John Major. Just chilling. <laughs> kind of, we saw of since Queen Elizabeth. What's a that? Look of, a look of pride in his face. A little bit. She's doing her job. So yeah, yeah. It's a it's credited to yeah one of her advisors who came up with it. It, 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 it said in the words of one of my more sympathetic co- correspondents, it has turned out to be an, an a new horribleist. So 
Yeah. It was later revealed to be her former assistant private secretary, Sir Edward Ford. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Good job, Ford. But otherwise, I mean, this all more or less happened because they did all get divorced around that time. Uh, and, and the house did uh, burn down. I mean, the and Princess did, Do we know thing, if Peter Townsend really came to town? So uh, Townsend, he, I think he passed away in 1995, so it wasn't around this time. So there was a, a few years uh, that he was still kicking after this uh, episode took place. Uh-huh. But do we, we know whether or not he actually visited Princess Margaret? That much is unclear to me. Okay. But... I mean, well, why not? <laughs> Who knows? We, we don't know. They could have. What's the, the backbone of the episode is still very much fact. Right. It's, it's still it's still true to the characters. That's what yeah. matters at this point. Oh, yeah. Don't tell Judy Dench. Right. Just like Harry and Meghan will be true to the characters of Harry and Meghan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Dave, you been watching anything else? Uh, This week? Not really. Um, I'm trying to to use my time to catch up on Love Is Blind, but I've been uh, oh, where are you? In that, having man? a tough time. They they're home. They're okay. They're meeting each other's parents and stuff like that. We're in that. We're in the thick of it. Just fast forward, man. Just get get closer to the end. I got like two or three left. Just good uh, background okay. noise. Yeah, I'll probably watch one of those tonight. What about you? Anything you've been watching? Watching some movies. Um... But uh, a new Japanese drama debuted on Netflix, uh, First Love. It's, uh, it's inspired by the music of Hikaru Itada, who's a singer I'm a big fan of. So it's just like, wow, they just catered this right to me. And uh, it's... This is good? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it has the whole amnesia plot, you know, where, like, they keep flashing backwards and, like, the woman doesn't recognize her first love, who's a man, and it's like, spoiler alert, a couple episodes in, she gets amnesia. That's why she can't remember him. And, okay. you know, just... Typical just hijinks to keep them apart, but it's very dramatic. Okay, but that's like it. fun. It's good. It's good nostalgia because like it takes place in '98 and they keep moving, you know, forward and like they show them going to Titanic on a date and it's like good nostalgia stuff. Cool through a Japanese James lens. Cameron. Put James Cameron back in the, the spotlight. <laughs> Absolutely, got to make time to watch that Avatar again. Got got to get <laughs> lubed up for the Way of Water. I don't. I don't think I'm rewatching the first Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I saw it once. I, I guess I can watch it again. I don't know. It's too long. Don't watch it. That's my record. If you're if you're listening to this show, you made it 42 episodes into this episode, and you're like, well, oh, maybe I'll rewatch Avatar. I'm going to tell you, don't do it. It's not that good. There's so many other James Cameron movies that are better. Just go watch Terminator 2 again. It's one of the greatest yeah. movies of all time. <laughs> Aliens, it's fantastic. Do that, yeah. Titanic. Just go Titanic. watch that again. Yeah. Terminator Titanic, 1. <laughs> Terminator 1. Incredible. Titanic, another movie I only saw once. But it's three hours. And it's it's just, three hours, yeah. I'm not, that's the, that's the that's, thing of the times. That's work. And yet, Avatar Way of the Water is just as long. Oh, oh but I, 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 I won't be there. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there wearing the makeup and everything. Oh, yeah. I, I will recommend. This is the last thing I'll say. If you are interested <laughs> in Avatar at all, uh, there's a show on HBO. Uh, was it with John Wilson? How it's, to uh, right? How to with John Wilson? People just watch season two, episode uh, five. There's a lot about Avatar in it, <laughs> uh, so I I highly recommend it. 
Okay. Yeah, I've watched yeah. a few episodes of that show. I never never sunk my teeth into it, but it's like I know you said just jump to that one. And I'm it, gonna it's, do that before the movie. Else. Just watch it right now. It's a half hour. Okay. All right. But that's this week. You know where to find us otherwise. Instagram, Twitter, it's still here. Uh, Facebook, lordsgrantham at gmail.com. You can uh, f- listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to now. We have a five-star rating and review if you so choose. You can also subscribe to our Patreon. We still have merch out there, too, on Public, which someone bought, bought something recently. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. I've been talking to some uh, graphic designers and stuff, too, on the on the DL. have some friends that know what's going on, so I'm... You know, as we approach year five in January, for those mm-hmm. that are unaware, we've been doing this podcast for five whole years. Um, I've been talking to Oof. some some pals that that are graphic designers about helping us commemorate that occasion. So, new merch coming soon. All right, look for it. But aside from that, we'll uh, catch you next time on the pod. Yeah.